Good morning and welcome to your wake-up call number 84. Exercise beats cosmetic. Yeah, I'm not telling you today that you need to drop all your anti-aging cosmetic efforts on your skin in form of all sorts of creams and cleaning products and I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but I'm saying that the result that you get through movement, through exercise, is much better. And not only on your skin, not only on that dear face that we are clinging, that we are so happy with, but also inside our bodies. The, our bodies doesn't only get younger on the outside, but also on the inside if we exercise. But in order to take our face or our skin first, research has made from Professor Mark Tarnapolsky has shown that for people over 40 years of age, that if they exercise at least four hours a week, their skin has the same elasticity Staticity, the same elastic ability as the one you find with people who are 20 to 25 years of age. That is anti-aging minus 20 years. And as Chris McDonald says, I don't think there's any anti-aging cream that can compete with that. Professor Mark Tanapolsky says, if you see an elderly person and you think, wow, they look great, then it is most likely due to one of two things. Either he or she has spent a fortune on plastic surgery or Botox, or they exercise. So even just for the benefit of our looks, it is really worth sweating. But exercise also delays all other aging processes in our bodies, besides our skin. And of course, it's not like that, that just because you invest in a healthy lifestyle, that you don't age or you don't lose functionality. We can't avoid that, but we can delay it to a huge extent. If we live healthy and include exercise as a, as a, as a constant component in our healthy lifestyle, then we can actually reduce the delay in function, in physical functionality with 50%. And that is definitely something we can see on the surface, but also feel in the quality of our lives and feel in the capacity that we have, in the capacity of our functionality that we have to live our lives with. And even our brains are getting affected normally by age. Our brain is actually shrinking with 2 to 5% 
every tenth year after we turn 25. And as Chris McDonald says in the book, it is somehow a little bit annoying that as soon as the brain has finished developing, which it only has with 25 years of age, it actually starts to shrink. But that's just how nature is, how nature has made us. And especially hippocampus, which is essential for learning and memory, is at stake. But also this frontal, frontal lobe, this 1% that we are so proud of as human beings, is uh, vulnerable to the aging processes. But we don't have to just accept this shrinking in a very in a recent research result the american researcher kirk erickson and his team has proven in old people that hippocampus can grow with 2% in one year in old people instead of them experiencing experiencing this normal decline of the brain it grows by 2% if they exercise four times a week in minimum 30 minutes throughout one year. So exercise in one year could even reverse that normal, normally decline in the hippocampus and not only limit it or even prolong it. So we are experiencing being younger overall outside in and inside out and even in the brain with exercise. And I just feel like also quoting John Ratte in the book because it's so motivating. He says, it is really difficult to say what is most important for the human brain, feeling loved or exercise. They are probably just equally important. But there's no doubt about that the brain cannot develop optimum, function optimum and age in an optimum way without great doses of both, of love and exercise. So what are good great doses of exercise. Yeah, besides, besides the ones that I've already talked about this week, about getting into movement once an hour if you, have a, if you have a daily life where you sit a lot, and those 10,000 steps as a minimum, then it's exercise where we get our pulse up and we sweat. Chris McDonald says we need at least 60 minutes of moderate to intense exercise every day. And before you lose your breath, Professor Daniel Lieberman says that that is actually what we recommend to children. And is it then so unfair that we as grown-ups and role models should also do what we ask our children to do? It sounds of a lot. It sounds extreme, I know, 
but that's just because it is so in contrast to our normal lifestyle today, but it's not up for negotiation. And isn't it amazing what the body automatically does for us if we get up and exercise? And we can even do it together with our children and young people. So now you have three things already this week about movement, which is actually not up for negotiation. We just need to create a personal individual lifestyle that includes that if we want to benefit from our body's automatic resources. Tomorrow you will get the last one, the one which I have the most resistance on and therefore which is the most difficult for me to do. I'll see you tomorrow morning.